This is our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory, and today we're talking about the Word of God unchained in your life. Praise God. Let's go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's drop down the verse 8, and let's jump into today's Bible study by opening up with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your Word. Father, we thank you that your Word is unchained, and that we can experience the power of it Every day in our lives, regardless of where we're at on planet Earth, we thank you that you have the power and the ability to get your word to us. And Father, we thank you that we don't live by just food, natural food, but we live by your word. So, Father, we thank you that you're sending your word today. Thank you, Father, into our lives in Jesus' name. And together we agree and say, Amen. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Remember, this is the Apostle Paul writing, he says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Wow. Think about how crazy the world is uh, with people that don't know God that are out in the world that would look at a person like Paul and accuse him of being an evildoer. And all he's doing is taking people from darkness and leading them into the light, leading them into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's accused of being a troublemaker and an evildoer, even to the point of chains. Had to put him in chains to stop him from keeping people from going to hell. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. But we know that through faith, our faith in God, that we're overcoming all of these things. We thank God for His safety. We thank God for His protection. And we also know that there will come a day of judgment. We know there will also be a day that Jesus will rule and reign the whole, over the whole earth for 1,000 years. And that's going to be really neat to see somebody do it right. Praise God. And uh, the nations will have to get in line. Woo! Praise the Lord, including this one. <laughs> the, the nation of America, which is a good nation. I love our nation, of course. Uh, but at the same time, there will things that will have to be corrected even within our country, major things actually. So until then, we keep on moving forward in the faith, even if we are accused as being evildoers. You know, the Scripture does speak of those who are so close to God, who are walking with the Lord in such a way that the writer of Hebrews said that the world is not even worthy of these people. There have been men and women that have walked on this earth, I believe also young people, boys and girls and so forth, that walked in a way with the Lord where the world was not even worthy to have somebody like that in their city, maybe even in their country. Praise God. So it's a dirty planet, but we thank God for His grace to save us. Hallelujah. Because we used to be entangled and caught up in the mess as well. But God has brought us out through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is now our obligation to win as many as possible to literally, you know, really be serious about the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, I was reading something earlier today about a minister, and he was saying, you know, we've really got to preach the gospel now. We've got three billion people on the planet. Well, he, he wrote that back in the 1970s. And, you know, he probably never would have thought uh, there'd be double of that, but it is, and it's more than double, as we're now well over 7 billion people, and it's growing. Oh, there's plenty of room for people on planet Earth. Don't be nervous about the number growing. Uh, there's a lot of things out there, uh, it's just, it's all fake science that would say that the Earth is over, overpopulated, and it's not. And you can prove it by just getting in an airplane and flying over any country of the world and look out the window and look down. Most of it is uninhabited. So it's just, uh, even like that in America, you get in the plane and fly from coast to coast, and you look down, and it's just, uh, it's either farmland or just, you know, wide open country. And, uh, you know, little bitty towns, villages maybe down there in big cities here and there, but for the most part, still just wide open land. There's plenty of room for everybody. We're, there's plenty of room for billions of more people. But 
regardless of how many people there are, everybody needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ that he died at Calvary for the redemption of their, of their life, that they can be freed and cleansed from sin and can receive eternal life and forgiveness of sins. What a blessing. What a blessing to be able to share the gospel. Every online church member and ministry partner, thank you for helping us to preach the gospel around the world. I don't say this. Uh, how can I say it? I, I don't want to just throw that out there like it's a small thing, but I say this from the heart. We all share in the rewards together. I really want you to know that, that as I'm out uh, there preaching and traveling and winning people to the Lord and seeing lives touched to the preaching and the power of the Word of God, I know that God's working through you to give my voice a platform to send me to these nations and so forth. And so we share in the eternal rewards together. And because I can't do it on my own, praise the Lord, I need your help. And I thank God. And the angels rejoice for your gracious response to support this ministry because together we're doing this. Together we're doing this. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, this is an amazing statement in verse 9. The Apostle Paul said, For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the Word of God is not chained. Woo! Wow. Well, you know, they can lock Paul up. <laughs> you can lock up every Christian in the world. You could, you, somebody could maybe throw us all in prison. But the Word of God is it's just not chained. It's going to keep on going. Woo! Praise the Lord. And that's something very, very important that we need to understand because we live by the Word of God. The Word of God provides our strength. Hearing the Word, understanding the Word, applying it to our lives produces victory in our lives. And I want you to know that the Holy Spirit can get the Word of God to you. You know, there was a church, I think it was somewhere in Romania or something like that, back when the Iron Curtain was up. And uh, I, think, I think the church only had three chapters out of the Gospel of John. And, you know, it was an underground church with all the persecution and stuff like that. You know, this is like back in the 70s. But, um, you know, after after communism, you know, kind of collapsed and stuff like that, uh, really they found out that the church was doing quite well, surviving off three three chapters from the Gospel of John, but just just so much nourishment, the Holy Spirit illuminating the Scriptures, and just, you know, you can live off that. Now, we have the entire Word of God, which is a phenomenal privilege, and so because we have this, we also are entrusted with a great responsibility to do as much as we can, because we know a lot more than perhaps others would. But I tell you, God can feed you no matter where you're at, behind the iron curtain, or behind the steel curtain, or, you know, just wherever you might be. God can get His Word to you, and through many, many different formats and ways. And the Holy Spirit is really amazing, because the Holy Spirit is the voice of God. Let me share a scripture with you, keeping in mind that the Word of God is not chained. It can go anywhere, anytime, anyplace. This is an amazing verse, John chapter 16. And let's look at verse 7. Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, the King James Version says, Comforter. I'm actually reading from the New King James Version, and it says, Helper. But I like the word Comforter better. Uh, either It's actually this, it's being pulled from the same Greek word, which can be translated as Helper or Comforter. But I have found that when the Holy Spirit helps me, He often helps me by comforting me. <laughs> so I, I really like the word Comforter, because he is the helper, but he helps so often by bringing comfort. It's an amazing experience. Um, I was—I just heard a recent story about a pastor that he was talking about going to his father's funeral, and his dad lived to a very old age, and he had died. But although this man was a pastor and a very godly man, his father never got saved, and he died not knowing Christ, not having received Christ as his Lord and Savior. So the pastor said the funeral was very difficult for him, knowing knowing that his father didn't make heaven. And uh, so he went to the, uh, went to the funeral, and uh, you know, just before they closed the uh, casket lid during the viewing, he reached out and touched his father's face. He reached his hand out and touched his father's face, and he said, you know, it was just cold and like a stone and rigid. But he said when he pulled his hand back, a hand, a supernatural hand, the hand of God, the hand of the Holy Spirit came and grabbed his hand 
with such warmth, love, and comfort, and just pulled his hand back, and then God just just wrapped him up in love. The Holy Spirit wrapped him up in love, knowing how hard that was for him, that his father didn't make heaven. And so the Holy Spirit can comfort in the most amazing ways. And see, that's the word coming to you. Uh, the word's not chained. You can be in prison. You can lock a person up in prison. God get the word to them in prison. That The word of God by the Holy Spirit can come through walls. The Holy Spirit can walk through walls. He can walk through anything. Angels can walk through walls. So this is a spiritual thing that is not bound. And of course, the Holy Spirit is God Himself. God the Father, God the Son, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, but yet one one God. Pastor Stephen, I don't understand that. That's okay. It's puzzled the greatest theologians. We, we, you don't have to understand it. You just believe it and accept it because it's the truth. It's the Bible. <laughs> there's, there's many divine mysteries. If you're new to the, if you're a, a new Christian, there's some things in there that will just make your head go because it's beyond intellect. It's of faith. It's of the heart. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. But the Holy Spirit can bring the Word of God to you in in so many different ways, especially, my friends, when you have those moments when you really need it. You know, there was a a very godly evangelist, and he was he was a real soul winner. And when I first started out in ministry, he he had so many meetings he couldn't even he couldn't even take them all. He just had like pastors always wanting him to speak. And uh, one day he said, um, he said to me, "Hey, Stephen, uh, how's how's things going with the ministry?" I said, "I said it's going good." And I was just starting out. This is about twenty years ago, a little actually a little over twenty years ago. And he said, um, he said, "Would you like would you like some more meetings?" I said, "Well, yeah, sure." And uh, he takes his phone out and uh, just pulls all these numbers off of his phone, gives me actually 10 cell phone numbers directly to pastors, not to the church office, to the pastor's own cell phone. And he said, just call them and, you know, tell them that um, Ralphie uh, said, you know, uh, you know, hook, hook you up with a meeting. I said, okay, I'll do that. And so I, I remember I called the first pastor and he answered the phone and said, hello. I said, hi, uh, this is Stephen Brooks. And uh, I said, Pastor Ralphie said uh, that he recommends my ministry and thought I should give you a call. And uh, the pastor just interrupted. He said, when do you want to speak? <laughs> it was just such an open door. Uh, it was like that with every pastor I called. Every, every pastor that he recommended me to, when they heard that Ralphie said I should call, they just, they just dropped everything and said, when would you like to come? And, that, you know, they're not like plugging me in on like off times. They're plugging me on Sunday mornings and stuff like that. And so it was just amazing. And, and Ralphie, everything he did was a real blessing. He probably got more people saved and won to the Lord by accident than some people would do on purpose. He just had that gift. Um, but Ralphie, he didn't take care of his weight. He uh, overate, uh, would always laugh it off. He was a funny guy anyhow, but always kind of like would joke, you know, you know, eat, you know, like a eight, eight or nine hamburgers. I'm not talking the little bitty hamburgers. I'm talking like full size hamburgers and, you know, say, ah, you know, it's okay. And, uh, you know, well, he one day, because he was way overweight, but he, one day he just died of a big heart attack and uh, had a beautiful wife, two children. And, uh, you know, I knew his mom really well because his mom was a pastor and I spoke at her church many times. Uh, so she was so grieved in her heart that her son had died in his 30s, way too young. I mean, yeah, had a great ministry, won a lot of people to the Lord. Actually, when he had his funeral, there's thousands and uh, literally thousands of people came to his funeral. And uh, the senior pastor there at the church took up an offering for his you know, his widowed wife and the kids, and it was a huge offering. So uh, they, they got set for quite some time. So they're, they're good to go with finances and things like that. And so that, that's very important, of course, when something like that happens. But nevertheless, he's gone, and his mom really missed him. Everybody missed him, but his mom really loved him. And uh, so she said, you know, Stephen, it was very hard for me after he passed. And I I had trouble with it. She said, I just kind of stepped back. She said, I let my, she was the pastor, her husband, uh, was more of the assistant pastor. And she said, I just let my husband kind of like run the church for about, you know, 10 days. And she said, I just checked out and I went to a hotel and checked into a hotel. I took my Bible. And she said, I took your book about mantles, standing on the shoulders of giants and how mantles are transferred. And um, she said, I felt like I needed to take that book with me. And she said, I read your book. 
and it really opened some things up to me about the spirit realm and also about how there's there's just one church there's not like there's two churches one in heaven one on earth and we're you know we're separated no, there's one church one lord one savior one body and so uh you know we're just one family and so you know the Catholics call it the fellowship of the saints so they they may be in heaven many many uh, redeemed saints of course they would be in heaven but that doesn't mean it's like you know we have some kind of gulf separating us no it's just it's just a thin little veil called the spirit the spirit realm that's all it is <laughs> glory to God so she said I read your book and um, she said I felt like the Lord was going to heal me on this time and you be able to move on and stuff like that so she was at the hotel room and uh, she had read all through my book and then she was just relaxed also reading the Bible of course which is the greatest book in the world and while there in the hotel room she heard a voice and it was Ralphie's voice speaking from heaven and uh, he said mom mom you know with his distinct voice and she looked at, and she heard she heard him speak and he said mom it's me Ralphie he said I he said I, I'm in heaven and, you know of course right but he but he said um he said, I want to let you know that everything is going to be okay. And he named his wife. And he said, everything's going to be okay with her and the children. The Lord's watching over them. They'll just, they'll be just fine. And he said, and one day I'll see you here too. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. So like the grief lifted off of her. Now you still have sorrow in the sense that you love somebody, you miss them, they're gone. Uh, but there was so much healing uh, poured in. And she said, she said, you know, to me, she said, Stephen, I don't think I could have shared that with many people because, you know, in, this, in, the, in the circles that she was in, in the ministerial association that she was in, which I was very familiar with, there, she says there's not a lot of ministers that understand about going over into the spirit realm or allowing the Holy Spirit to bring comfort when you really need it. But she said that was life-changing for me. She said God poured in such healing to that. What happened? The Holy Spirit, the helper, yes, helping how? By bringing comfort. That's why the KJV calls him the comforter. So the comforter can comfort. He can bring the Word. The Word of God's not chained. It can go right in there to that hotel room. The Holy Spirit can bring that Word into you at a hotel room the word I'm telling you the word of God is not chained nothing can hold it back and God can get it to you when you need it praise God you know I enjoyed uh, recently hearing Keith Moore's story uh, Keith Moore is an a uh, he's a fantastic pastor and uh, an evangelist also but he uh, he was talking this was maybe two years ago maybe three years ago he he came out and shared this now the event happened I think a few years before that but he came out and shared about how he was flying in the ministry jet he was going somewhere and uh, I think I believe he was returning from a meeting and he had asked his father to fly along with him uh, not the pilot but you know just to sit in the back of the plane and uh, Keith Moore of course is a he's a pilot and so he's flying and his dad's in the back uh, you know but his dad was an older man uh, but his father passed away in the airplane and you know Pastor Keith Moore said he said wow he said I was never so happy to get that plane landed than I was that day because you know that that's very difficult you know you're flying a plane you want to host your dad and make your dad feel well treated and stuff like that you know and that's very special for a son to do that but you know his dad died on the plane uh, this is a private ministry jet not like a, not, I'm not talking like a Delta commercial flight this is his ministry jet so Keith Moore said, you know, he landed the plane safely and stuff like that and had their funeral. But he said, you know, in his heart, that just kind of bothered him the way that his father left. He didn't feel that he got to have the right send off with his father. Oh, but the Holy Spirit uh, I granted Keith Moore a vision. And the Lord allowed him to go to heaven in a vision. And in this vision, he saw his father in heaven. Now, by this time, all of his youth had been restored. You know, he looks like he's like in his late 20s or 30s and stuff like that. I'm sure you can just Google this and find it on the Internet if you want to see the, uh, the, the, the full story of it. But fascinating, fascinating. I'm just trying to say things like this happen on a regular basis. The Holy Spirit brings supernatural comfort. Why? Because the Word of God's not bound. God can get the Word to you that you need wherever you're at, even if you're on the other side of the world. And of course, if you're on the other side of the world, we're over here on this side. God can get it anywhere, <laughs> top, bottom, middle. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing. God can get the Word. God can get that Word that you need. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. 
is the comforter. Now, this is fascinating. He had to go away. Uh, Jesus had to go away so that the Holy Spirit would come. Think about that just for a moment. When Jesus was on the earth in a physical body, and he still has a physical body today, but when he was on the earth in a physical body, he was he was held to being in one place. In other words, if you wanted to really meet Jesus in person 2,000 years ago, well, you had to go to Israel, okay? And then you had to find out where he was at. Is he in Nazareth? Is he in Jerusalem? Is he on another circuit traveling with the apostles? Where is he at? Well, wherever he's at is where he's at. You have to go find him. And so you would be limited because guess what? Not only would you want to find him, but thousands of others, thousands of others did also. So maybe he's so busy during the day, can't even, you can't even get a chance to talk to him. Maybe you have to meet him in the middle of the night or something like that. So there was limitations. And think, think about that just for a moment. If he were here today in person, let's say, let's say he was in Jerusalem. Well, you would have to go to Jerusalem, get on the flight, go to Jerusalem. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'll do that. I'll get on the plane. I'll be happy to go over there to see him. Well, you get over there and you find that there's a million other people wanting to see him also. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away, that the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So while Jesus had those limitations of just being able to be in one place at one time, now he's God. He can do he could do a lot more than that. Now he has a physical body, but he's still God, so he can go all over the place and appear to people at multiple times today at the same time. I could explain that. I had a little more time. Um, there's even some spiritual physics involved of how that can happen, and even happens to people, not just to the Lord. But I've been in two places before at the same time. Uh, I could explain that, but I'm focusing on something different today. Uh, but here's the thing. The Holy Spirit, being God, is with everybody who is a believer all over the world, all at once, all at the same time. And you know what it's like? It's like having Jesus with you all the time. Woo! Did you catch that? It's like having Jesus with you at night, in the middle of the night, early in the morning, during the day. Well, Pastor Stephen, if Jesus were really with me, I'd ask him all kinds of questions. Well, you can ask the Holy Spirit. It's just like having Jesus there. It is just like having Jesus there. Praise the Lord. He is the helper. He is the comforter. And he is able to get the word of God to you. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the comforter, or the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit is the one who's able to take the word and cause it to come to you. Whether the Holy Spirit works with an angel and he releases that angel, gives that angel permission and assignment to go and bring the word of God to you, that can happen. I remember one time a prophet Kenneth Hagin told a story of when he had a vision from Jesus and Jesus came to him in the vision and explained to Brother Hagen, that some of the financial struggle that he was experiencing was because he did not receive an angelic message in which Jesus commissioned an angel to go to him and to share a message that would have helped him financially by doing some things. Uh, but because Brother Hagen did not respond to that angel coming, then he never got the message, and then he walked into the financial difficulty. Well, the Lord said, nevertheless, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you in that financial situation. But he, the Lord said, he said, you, need, you know, in a sense, you need to be able to respond to these encounters. So that angel, when it came, actually came into what we would call the fifth wheel type trailer that he was traveling in during that time with his wife and two children. But the, Brother Hagin had been there by himself, laying on the bed, praying, meditating on Scripture, and the angel came into that little travel trailer. And Brother Hagin said he even sensed, like in the Spirit, like heard in the Spirit, the door open and close, and that somebody had walked in. But he, di he didn't do anything. He, di he didn't respond. And the Lord said, that's why you missed the message, because you didn't respond to the angel. 
So my friends lean into these things when they come because the Holy Spirit will manifest those encounters, those experiences, but you step into them by faith. You receive them by faith. I think that's something that the Lord has helped me with because I would read those stories about Kenneth Hagin and other people that you have to use your faith when that moment starts to happen, lean into it because you can also not really lean in and you can miss it. You could just kind of like get in the natural get in the mental and, you know, like, well, I need 20 scriptures for this, you know, just lean into it. Just let your heart lean into it. If it helps close your eyes, lean into it and say, Lord, what's going on? What's taking place? And just open your heart to it. And it'll begin to open up to you. You'll begin to see it. You'll begin to see it. And sometimes you could even have a, an open vision with even your natural eyes open and seeing the natural and the spirit at the same time. But oftentimes these things happen you know, more so by per- spiritual perception, maybe your, your physical eyes are closed and you begin to see it like it just opens up. Well, lean into that, lean into that glory to God. God will share all kinds of things with you. What's happening. The word of God is not chained. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. Maybe through a vision, maybe through a scripture popping up off the page, but maybe you're in a place you don't always have your Bible with you. Woo. I mean, what if you're in a persecuted place and if you're caught with one, you know, you're going to be either martyred or you're going to be, you know, thrown in some prison, you're going to be made to dis- disappear, you know, so that's it. So you have to have it in your heart. Glory to God. So that word can come to you through many different ways. It's not chained. Praise the Lord. So you need to be open to these things through the Holy Spirit ministering to you, the word of God. Praise God. Here's something fascinating about the word of God. If the Holy Spirit brings the word to you, off of the scriptures. In other words, you're reading through the word of God and you just hit what we call that rhema word, that living word that, you know, God's speaking to you through that scripture. It's so live. It's so pregnant with power. And your, 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 your inner man is just exploding with faith. Okay. You, you know, that's God speaking to you through his word, but you need to also understand that when you're getting that in that strong inward witness, that's the Holy spirit leading you also. And that's also the word of God. That is also God's guidance and direction, and you need to obey that just like you would obey this. Praise the Lord. Now, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you to do anything contrary to Scripture. But as a mature believer, I take it for granted that you you know that, and you're quite familiar with that. But my friends, those inner inner impulses are strong witness of the Spirit. It is just as important to obey that as it is to obey the the words on the page here praise God because it is the word of God thank you Lord Jesus well the Holy Spirit can do amazing things to comfort I was in Jerusalem one time and there was a man of God there that had spoken in a conference with me it was a, a very godly man I'll tell you his name his name is Neville Johnson now Neville Johnson went to be with the Lord uh, just recently not too long ago and uh, a true a true apostle, but really a true mystic saint. He, you talk about somebody that could get in the spirit. We had a lot of fun, a lot of fun talks together. We ministered a lot of times, different places around the world. So he, he was a neat man. But uh, one time while in Jerusalem, there never was, he was down the hallway of the hotel, same hotel. He's just down the hallway in a different room. And uh, he, he had come out of his room and we met in the hallway and he was, he was real happy in his spirit. A delegation had come to his room. And when I say a delegation, what I mean by that is that there was a great prophet in another nation, the leading minister in a, in a very large nation. And that great man of God, that great prophet had died. And that prophet had always wanted to be worthy, to be able to be added to the heavenly council. There's there's a council in heaven of very godly people that lived on the earth that when they go to heaven, if their lives were pleasing to the Lord and they walked real close with God, there's there's a like a council meeting. And, uh, you know, it's made up of people like Abraham and uh, Enoch and people that had real strong walks with God. Well, he always wanted to make that council group and be a part of that. And so um, when he passed away, his children wondered, I wonder if our dad made it to, well, we, they knew he made it to heaven, but they were like, I wonder if he made it to that council. I wonder if he was asked by the Lord to be, you know, to be joined and added to that distinguished group of people on that heavenly council that make, you know, uh, decisions on very important matters along with the Lord. 
And so they went all the way from the that country where they lived at. They traveled all the way to Jerusalem. Why? Because they knew Neville was there, and they knew that Neville could find out. <laughs> well, Pastor Stephen, how could he find out? Because uh, Neville could just go up. He could just get in the spirit. He could pray, get in the spirit, and he can go up. He could go, his spirit could go straight up to heaven. And so, um, so when I saw him there in the hallway, uh, that delegation, those family members, had just met with Neville, and they said, "Can you find out for us? In other words, can you go up to heaven and find out if our father was added to that council?" And so um, he prayed, was able to get in the spirit, and his spirit went up. And he was able to, long story short, he was able to see that that great man of God, yes, had been added to that council, which he had wanted to, he'd always for decades had wanted to make that council. So he had been added to it. And Brother Neville saw that. And so he was real happy. He told me about that. He said, that, he said that's why that group of people that you're seeing leaving my room, that's, that's why they were there. They asked me about that. Woo, glory to God. See, what was that? That was the word of God coming to that family answering something to them that they were very very curious about do you have do you have unanswered questions do you do you have things maybe floating around inside of you and you think lord i would really like to know why that was the way it was or maybe about this or that now there are some things that the lord doesn't reveal there is a scripture in the book of deuteronomy that says the secret things belong to the lord and the things that are secret and that are veiled uh, they're veiled for a reason because, well, there's multiple reasons. One would just be for the person's own privacy. The Lord doesn't want anybody else to know except for that person, and it's nobody else's business. And that's fully understandable, just like you probably have some things with your life that you wouldn't want anybody else to know except for you and the Lord, and the Lord covers that for you, and nobody has access to peer into that. God's the only one who knows. The, the angels don't know. Your best friends don't know. Nobody but you and God, and God can keep it like that. So there are other things, though, that the Holy Spirit would be happy to talk with you about if you would just spend time fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's something in some ways that's a little bit of a lost art, because, because I think a lot of Christians don't know the Holy Spirit that well. They know, they know Him in the sense that He lives in them, but as far as developing a friendship there they know God as their father they know Jesus as their savior but it's good to know the Holy Spirit it's good to know the Holy Spirit because because the father's in heaven Jesus is in heaven but the Holy Spirit is on the earth the Holy Spirit is here with you all the time 24 7 here's an interesting verse 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 and let's go down to verse 14 this is a scripture that I've loved for many years. This is Paul closing out the book of 2 Corinthians. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, so the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, that would refer to the Father, and the communion of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And theologians say this is a good scripture. This is a good concluding uh, benediction or prayer that really reveals the Trinity. You have the grace of the Lord Jesus, and we know that grace came through Jesus. Okay, so we have Jesus mentioned, and then we have the love of God, and by the way, that's the agape love of God, so this is that selfless giving love, and so the Father gave His Son, so we have here mention of the Father, so we have the Lord Jesus, we have the love of God referring to the Father, and the communion or the fellowship, okay, fellowship of who? The Holy Spirit. So there's the Trinity right there, and we need to love the Father, we need to love the Son, and we need to love the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And so there is a fellowship a friendship, a communing with the Holy Spirit. That's quite fascinating because He'll talk with you about anything. And it's not like, in a sense, you, you hear a voice. Now, there, there are times you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, but it's more what I would call impressions, impressions that float up. He'll bring up certain scriptures. Well, don't just, you know, uh, you know kind of like let it pass by. No, stop and look. But go look that scripture up. Go pull it up. He'll bring up certain things, maybe even memories. And he'll go over things with you. He'll talk with things with you. He'll, he'll even unravel situations, and he'll, he'll show you things. Oh, this is why that, the way that was the way it was. And uh, this is how you could win again, or this is how you could prevent losing in that area. And he'll just cover all kinds of things with you. And you can just talk to him all the time. Woo, praise God. It really is wonderful. And so all this brings us back to the point that the Word of God is not chained. 
because you're never going to be able to chain God and he's un, he's he's not chained so but the word of God is just moving all the time so you can chain a person like they did Paul but you can't chain the word and so I just want you to know if you need to hear from God God's ready to speak to you just draw near to him trust him to get the word to you it'll come maybe it'll come through a prophet maybe it'll come through a brother or sister who has uh, a, a prophetic word for you or prophecy for you maybe it'll come as you spend time in the word maybe it'll come from an angel maybe it'll come from a visitation from Jesus maybe it will come from some type of supernatural experience Woo! glory to God I've had I've had relationships with those friendships with those who've already gone on to heaven I've met some of the great saints that are in heaven through the Holy Spirit allowing that realm to open up where I can even talk to those people and I've I've met William Seymour who was involved in the, of course the Azusa Street Revival I've met I have met by God's grace some of the great Catholic saints now remember whether you're Catholic Pentecostal Methodist Baptist whatever there's there's one church okay there's one church you need to always understand that <laughs> oh my Jesus said he would pour out his spirit upon all okay all flesh upon all so those, those are the believers okay and that includes anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord that's put their faith and trust in Christ as their Savior and so you know so I, I have met some of the great saints praise the Lord and I've had other encounters some of them some of them I some of the stories I tell maybe in smaller circles because uh, you know you put it out there you know to the vast public and a lot of people they just can't they're so young in the Lord uh, really they're actually what it is is they're so ignorant of Scripture uh, and the ways of God that they hear some of these things and it's just like you know they, they don't know what to do about it so but I'm just telling you this stuff is very very real God can get his word to you through all types of things I actually had my father speak to me now my father he's in heaven he's a he was a very godly man he loved the Lord he was always in church Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night and uh, you know he had different Bible versions he would study and read and things like that but my father he passed away and you know we had his funeral and stuff like that uh, but one day my father God allowed my father my natural father to speak to me out of heaven and he shared something he shared something with me that was very very amazing and uh, it was personal I, I've only told my wife but it was really it was really fascinating I, that that he said that but I appreciate the Lord doing that that is that is the Holy Spirit when these things happen these are manifestations of the Holy Spirit I think I should say this to those of you that would be what you have a background in the Western Church when I talk about the Western Church I'm talking to Christians in America and Christians in Europe there are other countries such as um, the Western the West African nations and India that are way ahead in these areas of of knowing things about God and the Spirit, and uh, and when I say ahead, I'm talking even decades ahead. So, uh, and I, I, decades ahead of even the Pentecostal Charismatics, what you would call Spirit-filled church in America, and that's because sometimes these people in those particular countries, when they get saved, they're coming out of heavy witchcraft, satanic practice you know full-blown wickedness and evil so they know the reality of the of the of the dark side so when they get saved and they get born again uh, that that realm gets cut off and so but they know they already know that there's there's a spirit realm so it's not it's not unusual for them to be able to realize that God can outdo anything the devil can do and so that the Holy Spirit moves in power moves in signs and wonders and supernatural encounters praise God but but the American church is really starting to wake up and even even in Europe God is moving quite strongly so the Lord Jesus did tell me to uh, start talking more about the visions the supernatural encounters the experiences that he has granted me and see the word of God can come it's not chained I had an encounter with the Lord just a few nights ago where I received what the Catholics call the sacred heart experience and 
it's it deals with the wounds of Christ you have the wounds in the hands you have the wounds in the feet you have the wound in the side you have the crown of thorns you had the bruised up roughed up shoulder but there's also the punctured the punctured heart with the spear that was ran up through it and so many of the great saints have seen the Lord in a vision as he would unveil his beating heart to them and I actually had the Lord share that with me a few nights ago where he revealed this heart to me the mystics call it the burning fire experience they call it they call the heart of the Lord from that perspective the burning furnace of love Woo! glory to God and I had that happen praise the Lord I'm, I'm beginning to smell roses right now praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus my friends there's so much there's so much you can explore no matter where you're at the Word of God is not chained it can come to you it can come to you in various formats it will always glorify Jesus. It will always draw you closer to God. It will always stabilize your life. It will always bless you. It will always build you up. It always produces victory in your life. Just draw near to the Lord and you'll receive His blessing in so many ways. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to take communion today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just, just for your sake, for knowing, I do cross-pollinate. I do, I, I learned that when I say that, I say, I've preached in many different churches around the world. I've, I've, um, I've paddled down many different streams. I do know my mainstream. I do my, know my main thrust of where I belong. You know, amongst those who are spirit-filled and speak in tongues and love miracles and all that. That is the main thrust. But you have to understand the Holy Spirit's moving in all kinds of other places all over the world. And don't write some of these denominations off thinking they're dead and God's done with them. They're, you know, they're, they've been bypassed. You'd be surprised. There's some people in those places that really know God. Woo! Praise the Lord. They really do know the Lord. So, you know, it, it's just good to be developed in that area. You know, today, I, I don't watch it. I wouldn't encourage anybody to watch this, but it's called MMA, Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, I wouldn't encourage anybody to watch it. It's just men beating each other up, and even women beating each other up. And it's, uh, I think it's, a, I, I don't think anybody should watch that. I don't think that's good. I think it's violence, and I think it's not a good atmosphere or a good thing to do. But I did train in martial arts for many years, uh, more what you would call traditional mar martial arts, Taekwondo. But, you know, I cross-trained because I knew Taekwondo's weakness. Most guys that are good in Taekwondo, they're good with their kicking, but they have no hand skills. So if somebody's good with their hands, uh, they're going to they're gonna know how to dismantle the Taekwondo guy. Just step back, let him kick and get past his kicks, and then go in because he doesn't know how to punch. So, you know, and all of that. And then you have guys that are really good at, you know, on the ground, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever it is. So they don't care how good you can kick or how good you can punch uh, a jiu-jitsu guy. They're just going to get you. They'll let you. They'll let you do all that stuff, and then they'll just come in real quick and take you to the ground, and they'll you know get you in an arm bar and make you tap out, and they won. So you you if you really wanted to do good, I realized years back you have to start cross training. So me and all my friends before MMA was ever established, we realized that if you wanted to really uh, do well and know self defense properly, you need to you need to like. You need to cross train. You need to kind of combine these things together so that you're well developed, so that you know how to fight standing up, so you know how to fight on the ground or whatever it might be. Praise the Lord. Now, of course, you understand as a minister, I've set all that stuff to the side. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I did that long enough, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a good exercise. Praise the Lord. But, you know, I look back on that, and God uses the things that we go through in our natural life to, we can draw, you know, just like Paul, you know, he obviously watched what would have appeared to have been some of the, uh, you know, maybe early Olympic type things when he talked about runners, you know, you know, and he said, he basically, if you're going to run, run, run the win, because only one person really gets the crown. And he talked about boxing, not as somebody just, you know, you know, swinging into the air, but you're really trying to make contact. He talked about all those things. So obviously, you know, he wasn't just like living in a closet. He was aware of culture and aware of sports and stuff like that. But yes, you can take things like that, and you can draw, you can draw upon things. Um, I remember years back there was a Nazarene pastor. He was a really good teacher. Somebody said, "Sir," uh, they said, "Did you did you read your Bible this morning?" He said, "Yes, I did." The person said, "What chapters did you read?" He said, "Matthew." They said, "What chapters in Matthew?" He said, "The whole book." They, they said, you read, you read Matthew this morning? He goes, yeah, just, you know, read a couple hours every morning. So <laughs> you can't take guys like that lightly. Uh, somebody waking up in the morning, reading the whole book of Matthew before they ever have their breakfast. 
there are some people out there that really know the Lord, and they may not be in the stream that you think. Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. I, trust me, I know, because I, I do a lot of travel, and uh, I meet a lot of people, and there's some people that really know the Lord. They may not be well known, but I know some people that really know the Lord. Um, I was talking with a Catholic priest sometime back, and um, he said, Stephen, he said, I'll, he said, uh, I'll take you with me next time uh, we're in France. And of course, I would never put something like this on my itinerary because this is sacred stuff. Public meetings, yes, but other things, I do a lot of things on the side people don't know about. He said, I know a man. He said, all he does is pray for the leaders in the church. And he said, I was at his apartment one day because he, he's a prophet. And if you come in, if you walk into his room, uh, your glass house. He, he can see, he can read, he can, he's in the spirit. He can read your mail, so to speak. But he said, you know, I was in his room with him. He'd been on his knees praying. And when he got up, he had the stigmata, uh, the crown of thorns, not, not the, not the thorns on his head, but he was bleeding from wounds in his head because he has been praying so hard that the agony of Christ, he was actually connecting with that as he was praying for the church leaders and so many of the scandals in the Catholic Church in God's grief over that. So um, he said, hey, I'll take you to see him next time. And, you know, but the Lord's allowed me to meet a lot of people that uh, you would never see on TV. Maybe you would never even see publicly, but they have incredible walk with the Lord. And these things are very pleasing to the Lord. Remember, the Word of God is not bound. God can speak to people that can bring a word to you, and you may think, oh, nobody knows. No, God knows. And he, trust me, He's got people that can bring it to you, that no, no matter where you're at, and uh, can really bring you that word of life when you need it. Praise the Lord. Woo! He can do it through a donkey. Hallelujah. He can he could do it uh, in the most unusual ways. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God... God spoke the most unusual thing to me one time when a fly landed on my lip and started walking on my lip. And he did it again to bring supernatural comfort and help after something had been done really in a sense to publicly humiliate me. And the Lord turned right around and took all of that false shame off of me and spoke the most amazing word to me. Woo! Glory to God. Maybe you've heard my story about when the little fly walked on my lip uh, because Somebody had publicly made a statement against me in front of a large audience, made, had made a very derogatory statement, uh, kind of like shot as an arrow against me. And uh, when they went back to their preaching, the, the little fly started walking on my lip, and the Holy Spirit spoke and said, what he just said is an unclean statement. Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! It's like everything went into slow motion. Oh, I'm telling you, God can work through animals. God can work through people. God can get a work to you. He can get a word to you if he has to take an airplane uh, and write it in the sky. He'll do all kinds of things. Mm -mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise that your word is not chained and that your word is coming to us on a daily basis. Now, there is the daily bread, but there's also special words that you sometimes need. And you might be thinking, Pastor Stephen, you're talking to me. I really need a word from God. I need to hear from God about this situation that has troubled my soul or maybe an area of, uh, an area of in my heart where there's sorrow. God can get a healing word to you. God can get an answer. God can get a solution to you. The breaking forth of light comes when the word of God is released into your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. We're going to take communion, but before we do that, if there's anybody you're watching today, and maybe you're a little bit fascinated by all of these things we're talking about concerning the Holy Spirit, uh, the Word of God coming, and maybe you're wondering, what, wow, this, this sounds pretty cool. But you're outside of Christ, and you don't know the Lord because you're separated from God because of your sins. My friends, Jesus shed His blood for you so that you can know Him and that you can have eternal life. If that's you, and you would like to receive forgiveness of all of your sins, have them all washed away, and you want to give your heart to Jesus right now, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I yield my life to you. I, re I repent of my sins. Now, Jesus, wash all of my sin away. Jesus, come into my heart. Write my name in your book of life. Jesus, I believe you died and you rose again. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me now. Amen. 
and amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, you now are a believer, you now are a Christian, and you belong to Jesus. Welcome to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's all take communion together. Heavenly Father, we bless the bread and the juice. And we consecrate it. We thank you it is holy. We thank you this is the flesh and the blood of Christ, our eternal Savior. So, Father, as we receive the body of Christ, we believe in faith that your word is not chained and that it's coming to us with this mighty, delivering, healing, blessing power. And we receive by faith that word as we now partake of the body of Jesus. Let's partake today together. Lord, we give you praise. Did you know that the Holy Spirit would lead you into, into correct theology? The Holy Spirit will lead you into correct doctrine. Why do some ministers get doctrine so terribly wrong? Because they're trying to figure the Bible out with their head and with their intellect, and maybe they're fluent in Hebrew, fluent in Greek, and maybe they have the most prestigious degrees, and that's very honorable. That is very honorable. But let me just say this. You're never going to figure these things out with your intellect. Because these, these things are of the heart. These things are of the heart. Is the Holy Spirit who is the revealer of truth. Praise God. So it's the Holy Spirit that will teach you all things. It will open up the Scriptures to you and give you right understanding. That's why you need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And actually, if you have maybe a certain doctrine or theology that maybe you're wondering about, what's right, what's wrong, what's correct, then talk to the Holy Spirit about it. He'll begin to bring those scriptures up to you. He'll begin to help you to study in them and begin to understand them. And the more you study, He'll anoint that study, and He'll begin to give you the right interpretation. Praise God. Remember, He's here all the time. He's here all the time, and we can have fellowship with Him one-on-one. Heavenly Father, thank You for the blood of Jesus. We receive it, and all of its cleansing power Thank you, O oh God. Thank you. Amen. Let's drink the blood of Christ. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Develop your faith. Develop your faith. Some people are highly developed in certain areas. There are those ministers, they're, they're very developed in areas of being able to just get in the Spirit and go up. Praise the Lord. But there's other ministers I know that are highly developed in other areas, and those areas are very important too. Woo. So go towards that direction that the Holy Spirit leads you and get real strong in that area. Remember, we all have different anointings, different gifts, different graces that are deposited into our life. Uh, but you'll, see, you'll sense a certain area. The Holy Spirit will have you develop real strong and put a special emphasis on that because you'll be, you'll be able to be a great blessing to many people by being strong in that area. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, bless your people today. I thank you that your word is traveling to them.